win that trophy. I'm counting on you to go balls out for it. I only have one speed. Balls out, out. Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And today's tip of the day is if you see someone with an ugly baby, don't don't say anything. That's rude. It's it's for a private conversation. It's true. My dad always said that whenever he saw an ugly baby, he would say to the parents, well, it's just as cute as it can be. <laughs> That's true. That's a great way around it. Yeah. Uh, so, today we've got our Kumite. 16... I'm very excited. Yeah. All of the all of the monsters and ghouls from all of the episodes, well, mine, save one. Yes, um, we decided, we had 17 episodes this season, uh, so we decided to eliminate the Bermuda Triangle. Because it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, not only because we determined that it's mostly just a statistical anomaly, but also because we didn't have to keep on deciding whether or not, you know, the Popo Bawa is going to be able to successfully traverse the Bermuda Triangle. Like, it was just too difficult to adjudicate. He's out we of the were, room. We actually were wondering, like, how hard it would be for it to rape a statistical anom- anomaly, and then that's where we gave up. Yeah, and like, let's let's move on with our lives. But we do have four divisions. You ready for the divisions? Please give me the divisions. What is division number one? Division number one, the good. All our fan favorites, all the nice guys from season two. We've got the Baku. Oh, the Baku. The Sharika Panda. Oh, yes. Fan favorite. Yes. The Dark Watcher. Mm. And the adorable Star Jelly. <laughs> Isn't that isn't that just the blob that disappears? 
Pretty much, yeah. It's just a little quivering blob of jelly that tends to disappear. But we'll see if he's a competitor, especially when he comes up to against Division Two, the bad. Oh a no! Real C, uh, division of heavy heater. Uh, a real division of heavy hitters. Ugh. Uh, we've got uh, Cropsy. Oh. Bu Neiman, aka the Bunny Man. Wait, I have a question about Cropsy. Okay, can it wait till we get finished the division? Yeah, you know what? That was really inappropriate of me to break in. That's something you might want to edit out. Okay, we've got, uh, what division is this? We've got all our heavy hitters, or certainly a lot of them, in Division 2, The Bad. Oh, we've The got Bad. Cropsy, B.U. Neiman, a.k.a. The Bunny Man, <laughs> Popo Bawa, and The Snallygaster. Oh, they're horrible. Up next, we've got our big boys, the Giants. We've got the Mom Lombo. Oh, yeah. The Yukon Beaver Eater. Mm-hmm. The Beast of Givadon. <laughs> and Champ, the Lake Champlain Serpent. Did you call him Champ? I did, because I was thinking of Champlain. His name is Champ. Okay. And last, we've got <laughs> the Weird... Which include... Because the Popo is not weird. Not weird when compared to pig-faced ladies. <laughs> the Mapinguari, the Jersey Devil, and the Pistaco. Those are super weird. Those are, those are excellent categories, Chibble. Well done. Thank you. So we've got the good, the bad, the giant, and the weird. Where do you want to kick things off? Can I ask my question? Yes. Well, then let's kick things off with Cropsy. Uh, and ask you had your Cropsy question? Yeah. Um, when we talk about Cropsy, are we talking about the legend of Cropsy or actual Cropsy? We are talking about the legend of Cropsy. Okay, excellent. So, let's... As our listeners know, he was introduced as a boogeyman, but we later found out he was a guy called Andre Rand. Yeah, murdered, turns out. Who murdered uh, kids who had uh, disabilities. Yeah, just, uh, just a horrible man. So, yeah. let's pin that horrible man up against the Popo Bawa. Oh no. Oh no. This Who is you might end recall very badly. Yes. <laughs> the nice thing about the bad division is you're always happy to see one of these people lose. So we've got Cropsy, a serial killer of children, and we've got disabled the disabled children. Disabled children. Mentally and the disabled. Popo Bawa who is uh, a rapist that is a reincarnated president. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, I can't remember his real name. But he was a president. What was the country he was from? Oh, the Popo Bow. Okay, it wasn't Ghana, was it? No, it wasn't. That's wrong that we don't know that. It's true. I'm, I'm a little bit still high still. It's from uh, Tanzania. Ah, yes, that's correct. The former president of Tanzania has been reincarnated as a uh, demon that will get out there and rape you. And if you don't talk about the sexual assault, it's going to make it worse. I'm trying to find the president's name, who's the real Popo Bawa. All right, well, now I'll catch him up on Cropsy. Okay, Cropsy, as we recall, has an axe. He lives under an insane asylum in Staten Island. And uh, may or may not have demonic powers. I believe there was some uh, Satan tie-ins there. 
Yeah, there were, there were all kinds of uh, markings at the sanitarium. You know, mm -hmm. he could have been... He's got some real Michael Myers vibes, you know, and especially when they get into the other movies with, like, the cult and the sat the Celtic powers, that kind of stuff. And a little bit... You know what I just finished rewatching was uh, American Horror Story 1984. Oh, loved it. Yeah, great season. And uh, the way that they had the character of uh, Richard Ramirez being uh having satanic powers same kind of vibe here yeah yeah like he's he's metahuman so here's the thing he doesn't have the popo bowers oh let's say giant evil penis right which i'm sure is is uh valuable he's also uh 15 feet tall and can fly <laughs> So that's another distinct advantage. I mean, he's used to I'm sorry, going no. After... I'm sorry. I misread that. He is five feet tall. Oh, the Popovala is five feet tall? But he does have uh, large bat wings and a single eye in his forehead. So that <laughs> does mean he will not have very good depth perception. We'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> How much depth does he need? He's looking at Cropsy. It's true. It's going to be up close... I don't think it's going to be a big factor, but, you know, just so that we're weighing everything. Because we want this to be the definitive kumite between these 16, you know, horrible ghouls and cryptids and supernatural phenomenon. I like to think about it like this. What is the Popobawa uh, hunt for its uh, killings and rapings? Like anything. Yeah. Any human. Yeah. You know? Even family pets, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that is absolutely right. Uh, Hendrix just uh, shuddered. Um, yeah. What is Cropsy Hunt? Uh, disabled children. Down syndrome children, autistic children. Um, I think that shows that, that he's weak. He's, yeah. He's, you know, I think it shows that he can't handle... Uh, uh, not, not that, you know, it, it is an easier prey category, I would think. Disabled children, not to say that they're less... No, no, I understand what you mean. They don't have... <laughs> necessarily the offensive capabilities that a flying shape-shifting bat monster rapist has right so, i've always i've been trying to say that um that that's the message that we down, really want to get out yeah i've been trying to say that this whole season is that kids with down syndrome don't have a lot of the traits of of rapist bats yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna put this money on the popo bawa i think the popo bawa advances what's he gonna do to him uh, I think he's probably, and I hate to say it, he's probably going to rape him to death. Okay, so Cropsy is gone and the children are freed from the, uh, the uh, pit under the sanitarium. So, good news, and speaking of good, let's move on to the good division. And let's match up the match that we've all been waiting for, the one that will be almost impossible to adjudicate, the Dark Watcher versus the star jelly <laughs> now both of these are known to either dissolve or disappear upon people approaching them so <laughs> I think the thing is the star jelly people can actually get up and collect samples of whereas the dark watcher you get more than you know a hundred yards close to them and they just straight up disappear so I think the jelly is going to outlast the Dark Watcher as they approach each other to begin fighting. Oh, so you see this as kind of like uh, dick chicken. Like they walk toward each other and whoever disappears first loses. 
Sure, yeah, I mean, I might just call that chicken, but I guess you could call it dick chicken. What is dick chicken? I think I, I think it's where you take your dick out and, and you put move your hand up your friend's leg and whoever quits first loses. Oh, okay. I played something similar to that called, uh, have you ever played the handhold game? No. What is what is that? That is where uh, if you challenge another uh, straight dude to hold hands and whoever lets go first loses and they let go because they had a crush on the other one and they got nervous. <laughs> why would you let go? How would you? Why would you let go? Uh, well, uh, the guys that I've played, I've only played this game twice, and the guys that let go uh, let go because they got freaked out and really uncomfortable very quickly. <laughs> Because uh, holding hands with someone is very intimate. It is, uh, I can imagine. That's I'm going to have to do that with some people. Okay. Or don't. This game might be kind of homophobic. Can I can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. Um, my friend John. This is a little homophobic, kind of. No, it's not. It's kind of anti-homophobic. It's it's pro-gay. Listener, you be the judge. We're yeah, just you, reporting the facts. My friend uh, John Chapman. I'll disguise his name by saying it exactly how it is. Uh, when we were in uh, 11th grade, these two girls were like, we will totally make out with each other. And we were like, we would love that. You know, they were like, but you guys have to um, pass this M&M from your tongue to your tongue. And I was like, well, I don't think that can happen, you know, because I'm a little bit frightened of doing something like that. Yeah. And they were really pretty. And John looked at me and he was like, I'm like, I could do that. And I was like, I guess I could do that. And we did it. Well, good it, job. Yeah, and I, I I felt like it was really cool that we were able to be so, uh, you know, blinded by your own horniness. No, we were we were um, you were comfortable enough in your mask in your heterosexuality. Yeah, I guess you know even at that age, I, I either that or we were just blinded by horn horn by horn dogness. Yeah. So with that, the star jelly moves forward. To round two. We passed the M&M from one mouth to the other. Just very So quickly. who received the M&M? Uh, John received. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that matters, but it was a really funny-ass question. Yeah, well, I knew, too. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, no, no, that's the kind of thing where you remember the details, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. So now, let's move... That got a little bit weird. So let's move on to the weird division. Yes. And let's see... Who would win in a fight between... Oh, boy, I hate to match. Uh, okay. Let's go for the Bishtaco <laughs> versus the Jersey Devil. Wow, good matchup. Yeah, styles make fights. You're like the Dana White of weirdness. Of, Except of I'm not cruelly exploiting all these months. Well, I suppose I am, but I'm not taking their money. He doesn't take... Listen... I hate that take on Dana White because Dana White is so much better than boxing promoters and really he built that whole sport and no one would be making money in that sport without him. I'm not saying that that isn't true. I'm just saying his fighters should get paid more. They get a lot of money you don't hear about in uh, pay-per-view points, uh, bonuses. Like Not everything is reported as like you know 20 and 20 salaries. Well, then, for some reason, Dana White's doing a really bad job reporting how much he's paying his fighters, and well, I'll he, criticize he makes... him for that. Okay, okay, you could you could make that point that he should he should talk about if he it doesn't more. yeah if he doesn't want to get this reputation, then he should get that info out there. Anyway, he's we got the 
Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we got the Fish Taco versus the Jersey Devil. Now, my question about the Jersey Devil. You reported on the Jersey Devil. Yes, of course. How much, how much, uh, what kind of ass does that Jersey Devil have on it? Is he dragging a wagon? No, um, he has a kangaroo ass. Okay, I imagine that to be pretty lean. Yeah, it's muscular and lean. It's not flat, you know. It's got he's got a, a nice a nice donkey on him, but it's not it's not fat. It doesn't he couldn't like torque. So the Pishtaco, as listeners will remember, was a fat vampire. So it sounds like in general, the Jersey Devil's running lean and mean. Not Very a lot so. of fuel there for the Pishtaco. Right. He's looking for fat. That's what he feeds off of. And that's also what gives him his strength. Right. So I got and now remind me the offensive capabilities of the Jersey Devil. Uh can breathe fire or poison Ooh. water with its breath. Uh has claws, legs with cloven hooves, uh moves ex- like like way superhuman speeds. Uh okay. Is that enough? Oh, it it flies too. All right, yeah. And as we recall, the Pishtaco attacks by sending out a proboscis with a columnar tooth. Right. And, but that proboscis was also one of its weak points. Right. So I'm going to say the Jersey Devil is going to claw off that proboscis. I only think he would extend the proboscis when he has his enemy uh, either defeated or you know stunned. Well, in that case, we're going to say then that the Pishtaco is going to get beaten into submission because it doesn't have just the strength to take on because it the pish taco's weaknesses as i recall were the proboscis and silver uh the jersey devil doesn't have any silver but the pish taco other than the proboscis doesn't really have any weapons that'll be effective against the jersey devil but does he have any normal vampire traits other than sucking something out of things it had strength but that strength was fueled by fat. Oh, so he can't activate his vampire powers because he can't... Well, we don't know if he just... We're, okay, so we're saying he didn't just feed. Okay, let's say he prepared for the fight. He knew he was coming to Akumite. He just fed. Right. He's got some super strength. Is super strength enough to take down a flying, fire-breathing Jersey Devil? No, because it also has super strength and speed, so they'll fight to a draw until the Pishtaco loses some of its fat power, and it won't be able to gain any more because the Jersey Devil's so lean. So mm-hmm. your theory stands, and Jersey Devil takes it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, even, let's say hypothetically that these weren't fights to the death, and it went to the judges, I think the judges would have to go for the Jersey Devil. Right. and the, But then again, it can also breathe fire and poison water, so I'm guessing it would go to the death. Yeah. So, now we move on to our giant category. <laughs> so, who would win in a fight between... Let's, let's go for Canadian versus Canadian and say Champ versus the Yukon Beaver Eater. Do you mean Champ? I mean a champ from Lake Champlain. Champ. <laughs> Do you well, the, think the Yukon Beaver Eater is a is a giant sloth, right? Yes, a giant ground sloth that's got very large front claws, uh, and it's pretty strong. It's about the size of like a large bear. Oh, okay. So we've got he. Okay, so we've got a murder bear 
Yeah, Big a bear with bear. a claw that's about a foot long, let's say. Is it slow like a sloth? Uh, it's slow like a bear. Bears are not slow. Yeah. Like, but they're sort of bulky, you know, like it's not fast like a horse. Do you know what I mean? Bear, uh, you're right. Well, bears can hit 30 miles an hour, though. Yeah, but I think that's just for short sprints. Right. But that's well, all you'd really need me. in the in a fight situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and but, I don't think it'll be that fast because I think those front claws might be a little bit awkward because they're yes. sort of always extended at that length. Let's give it a top running speed of that of a, your average man. Let's say it could sprint at, you know, 8 17. to 10. Uh-oh. Really? That's average sprinting speed? I think, I think at, well, the no, top speed like a human can reach, I think it's like 30? Yeah, I'd say average is like 17, 18. All right. Yeah, let's say it could keep pace with an average person. Okay, so, so that versus a uh, a chomp, which yeah, is... I, that was a giant sea serpent. A, uh, a plesiosaur-like uh, creature, right? Uh, yeah, and if I remember, it also had horns. It oh, that's or, right. Or antlers. Didn't it have a red thing around its neck? It had a red ring and a star on its forehead. Oh, that's so cool. I, I'm rooting for it. Well, okay, so you got to figure they're fighting in some place where they both would, like on the shores of Lake Champlain, someplace where the water meets the land. Right. And I think, okay, and Champ for scale had Can a we call that the shore, by the way, where the water meets the land? Yeah, just I for, call that the shore. Just for Maybe, shorthand? You, can, you, you call it the beach. Yeah, for shorthand, uh, I, we could use any number of words. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so, Champ's head, as I recall, was like the size of a barrel. Like, it, he had a pretty big mouth. Yeah, he did. Those claws are pretty nasty on that Yukon beaver eater. And he's used to fighting in the water because he normally traces down beavers. True. And Champ was sort of a peaceful, friendly sort of fellow. So but, I might, I'm going to, oh, no, what do you have to But say? He, he is extremely protective of his territory. It's true. So he yes. can be very aggressive. I mean, if like, they're fighting on the borders of Lake Champlain, like I previously said, that does, that would be a factor. Cause yeah, my I'm dog, put my that dog is, champ. my dog's really nice. But like if another dog comes near my house, he's like super mean. It's true. And you got to assume, since they both live in Canada, it's entirely possible Champ has actually run into Yukon beaver eaters and handled them before. Oh, that's fight, true. Probably. Any, any one of our listeners could have seen this already. And if any of you have heard of Champ defeating a Yukon beaver eater, let us know. And fill out your bracket. It gives you an advantage. Yes. You're we welcome. hope, yeah. We hope that you've already filled out that bracket. I know you said thank you because you're Canadian. That's why I said you're welcome. So, now we're back to uh, the bad. I got one right. (laughs) Not doing too bad, eh? (laughs) One for one. (laughs) Looks like we're on the way to what I call a Canadian victory. (laughs) We lost Bob Saget. Did you hear? Yeah. Five months ago. Everyone, oh, yeah, this comes out later. Well, in real life here, Bob Saget just died, and that sucks, and we're sorry to hear it. So rest in peace. Uh, All right, back to, I mean, Bob Saget dying was some bad news. Uh, 
As Let's go De- back to the bad division. As Dead Norm McDonald would say, uh, you hear uh, uh, Bob Saget, uh, he's, a, he's a dead. He's a dead guy. And that guy died, all right. Yes, uh, he was uh, alive and uh, not anymore. He's a dead guy. <laughs> so we got B.U. Neiman <laughs> versus the Snallygaster. Oh, this is a nasty matchup. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are two bad boys that want to hurt you. Now, yeah. uh, I remember B.U. Neiman, a.k.a. the Bunny Man, was a uh, Virginia sharecropper kind of situation, but he was wearing a bunny suit and he had an axe and he would appear in a ray of light underneath Bunny Man Bridge. And the Snallygaster was that uh, chimera creature with a metal beak, razor teeth, uh, tentacles... Mm. He can fly. Mm. 25-foot wingspan. Ooh. Also has the single red eye in the middle of the forehead, so depth perception problems. Depth, that's, that is a problem, especially when you're attacking from flight. And here's the X factor. He has the poltergeist psychic powers, like the psychokinetic powers. Mm. But he also had an ancient enemy that was half wolf, half spider? The, the, the Wal- Walanga or something. He's not there, so we're going to... Yeah, yeah, forget about him for now. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, so, could a determined psychopath who's possibly living in a hell dimension under a bridge in West Virginia... Huh. Or, or Or just living in West Virginia... Yeah, a.k.a. <laughs> uh, could he defeat a bird with a 25-foot wingspan telekinetic powers and razor teeth in his metal beak and octopus tentacles and octopus tentacles for grappling the tentacles are going to be what makes it I think it's going to be the psychokinetic powers yeah he's got too many tricks I think B.U. Neiman R.I.P. what is he going to do to him is he going to make him confused like he doesn't know he's the bunny man I think he might do that a little bit beforehand just so that then he flies in, swooping down, grabs him with tentacles, which is a distinct advantage that a normal bird wouldn't have. Right, normal birds don't have tentacles. It's true. I've never seen one yet, and I've seen at least 50 birds in my life. Right. And so once he's got him grappled up like that, he won't be able to use that axe, which was his main offensive weapon. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Snallygaster. And a 25-foot wingspan bird is fucking huge. Yeah, it is. So it's got to have a head that can just, like, that beak will pop B.U. Neiman's bunny head right off in one bite. And by the way, you're using the term bird loosely because it's, like, half reptile with a metal beak. Yeah, it's true. It's true. When I But, but there were feathered wings. Uh, the feathered wings yeah. and the beak. Yeah, it makes it bird-like. You're right. Yeah, very like, just in terms of silhouette. I, I think of it more as like a griffin. That's fair. <laughs> Up next. I'm a Harry Potter fan, that's why. Yeah, I mean, those Harry Potter books are really good. You know what else is good? Oh, no, no, wait. She Our said next something division. Else, she said something else bad. Oh, no, she's horrible. What J. did K. she Rowling say? Is awful. She said something bad. 
by now she's said so many other things between recording this and releasing it she'll be saying a bunch of other horrible shit why does she i didn't i this is the first i've heard i didn't know she said bad stuff like what what is what is her she says a lot of anti-trans stuff why who knows she could just be shutting her damn mouth and collecting her money and everyone would love her but instead she has to be like real women have pussies and it's like who cares (laughs) you old bat wait so trans women do too though well they can wait if they're pre-optional pre-operational right Right, that's just and if they choose not to have an operation that's just as valid it's your body it's not my business my point was they could they could it's a silly statement because they could easily that's also not literally what she said but you know oh she said things to that effect she's why does she have an opinion about that it's apparently a really hot button topic over in England, just like it is here. And so for some reason she decided that she had to weigh in on it and also be on the completely wrong side. That's really stupid. I mean, like, wh- who are our big authors? I don't see them weighing in on trans. Like, James Patterson hasn't, and Stephen King haven't said anything about trans people. No, and even if the fucking Twilight lady started talking about it, everyone would just be like, I don't care what you say, shut up. The E.L. Grey, if she said anything? Uh... No, Twilight? I thought that was Stephanie Myers. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, What's her name? Th- oh, I don't know her name. Oh. It's something really good, though. It's probably really horny. I thought it was E.L. Some- it was its initials, isn't it? I Maybe. I don't know. So that's pretty good. You know what else is good? The Good Division. <laughs> and up next in The Good Division, we've got... This is a great matchup. Oh, yeah. The Baku versus the Sharika Panda. I love this. Now, now, please give me a quick refresher. What is the Baku? The Baku is a uh, tapir-like mythical beast from Japan that eats dreams. You might have uh, listened to our discussion about the Baku that we had with movie star, director, producer Ken Sagos, friend of the show. I love Ken. He was great. He was a great guest. If you guys missed that episode, go back and give it a listen. He's also a wonderful person. And that's yeah, a, that's real a Jap- sweetheart. That's a Japanese monster? Yes, that is a Japanese monster that looks like a tapir and eats your dreams. I, I forget what tapirs look like. I learned it on Dora with my daughter, but I what is it, like a little bear fox? Uh, it looks kind of like uh, like a broad like a maybe like a pig with an elephant snout and it's furry what a freak that's not how i remember that no they're very weird looking let's just both google image search tapir really quickly okay to make sure let's see if i we should be able to picture what uh, baku looks like otherwise it's not that's true but this one will look a little bit more mythical it looks like an elephant anteater yeah and they the the baku has larger elephant ears and it'll have uh, tusks as well I bet it, it, I'm glad you put it in the good division. It looks good. Yeah, because it comes along and it eats your nightmares if you're having a bad dream. It's a but, friend to children. If, but if you provoke it or call it unnecessarily, what does it do? It'll eat your ambitions. It'll eat your dreams in that sense because it'll already have worked up an appetite. You'll wake up the next day and not apply for that raise. Yeah, and you'll say, you know what? Maybe designing my own VHS protective cases was a bad idea. You know what? NFTs aren't for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
He's taking on, of course, our favorite Jewish monster, the Sharika Panda, a small bipedal lion that watches you poop. <laughs> and if you do it too loud, or if somebody else is there, he curses you. Why would someone else be there? Have you ever used the bathroom number two with someone else in the room? I mean, in a, in a public bathroom, but that's about it. Uh, that's but. not quite the same thing. Have you ever, you've never been in a room with just like, and had someone been like, can I come in and talk? No, no, I've not done that. Girls do that. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, if you want to do that, that's your life. That's your business. I'm not doing that. I'm not walking in on you and you're not walking in on me. <laughs> this is a private situation. Uh, and in the, that sense, that's how I avoid being cursed by the Sharika Panda. He can give you a stroke or a random fall. It's true. And he can uh, give your children epilepsy. Yes, if you, but that's only if you have sex within a half mile of the bathroom. Yes, so don't do that either. Go to the <laughs> bathroom impossible. at someone else's house. That's a, Well, what about their bathroom? Well... I mean, I'm uh, the person whose bathroom I'm going to use. They live more than half a mile away. What? There's no Sharika Panda in their bathroom? Well, I'm going to have sex when I get back. But my, I'll be getting sex. I'll be having my sex a half mile away from the bathroom. Here's a question. So he won't mind. Here's a question. Like, when I watch, like, The Exorcist, I kind of feel, like, above it, above the fray a little bit because I'm Jewish. And I'm like... This doesn't apply to me. Like, I'm never going to be possessed. Like, I just don't. I can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're already it. going to hell. Yeah, I, I'm cursed. Um, like, do you feel like the Sharika Panda is not a threat to you because you're not Jewish? No, and I'll tell you why. Because of uh, Catholic. I was raised Catholic, and so if I wanted to tap into my feelings that way, uh, that Judaism is, uh, you know, since that's Old Testament stuff, that's stuff that just gets sort of folded in. Oh, that's right. Like, not necessarily, like, all of it, but there is certainly a belief in hell and demons. And so that is, you know, that's in there. And to say, like, oh, the Jews knew about this one, too. It's like, yeah, I bet. I bet that was a big problem. <laughs> that, that would bother me, too. If there were Catholics back then, they would have been bugging us. Hey, the other question is, uh, why is it called the Panda? I think it's just one of those... Uh, Translation uh, things. Yeah, just one of those things where they're just homophones. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, a Hebrew word that sounds a lot like panda. Maybe it's pronounced banda. I don't know. It, panda? Panda? Shirika panda? Yeah. Use the but, bathroom quietly with Shirika panda. That yeah, wasn't exactly. bad, right? No, no. That okay. sounded good to me as someone who I think has maybe met two Israeli people in their life. Oh, I lived in L.A. for a little bit. I met plenty of Israelis. Did you ever go on, uh, what was that? What do they the call Sunset that? Sunset Strip? No, no. When they, That's where they all are. Birthright. You ever go on Birthright? No, Jesus Christ. It, what birthright do I have? I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought it was like, oh, hey, cool, a free trip. Sounds a little entitled to me, my birthright. What, no, what it I, does. What, as what a I, concept, it seems fucked up. As an excuse to get a free vacation, it sounds okay. Well, like, what, what, what do I have to do with Israel? I don't know. Nothing. I, I definitely do not like the association of 
Judaism as a whole with Israel as a specific. I think two it separate is entities, a, and they get confused way too often. It is a dangerous association, and I think it's yes. important that people differentiate between Judaism and Israel, because yes. especially American Judaism is in Israel, because it's a completely separate institution. Yeah, just watch out; you'll get a lot of uh, loss of far-right conservative support for they the people who want to keep Jews in Israel. They can suck my dick. <laughs> to bring about the end of the world. I know. That's 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 the plan. I know. That is... We anyway. The, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back... Well, that's... <laughs> back to monsters. Something far less frightening yeah. than American conservatism. Uh, Baku versus the Sharika Panda. Does the Baku use the bathroom? He eats. He eats dreams. As we recall from our discussion with Ken Sagos, and maybe if I'm feeling ambitious, I'll edit the clip in, he shits nightmares. Oh, so improbably loudly. Yes, the Sharika Panda is not going to like that. Oh. I think the Sharika Panda advances. I think he curses him with a stroke. Yeah, I think Baku is going to be taking his shit right in the middle of the octagon for some reason, and... Because I guess they're just going to be sitting there until it's inevitable. Yeah. Because <laughs> neither of them are particularly fighty. Or aggressive, I mean, yeah. Yeah. If we wanted to say they just had to fight physically, I would still put it on the Sharika Panda. Because he's a because, lion. Yeah, because he's a tiny lion. Like, a, I bet a lion cub could take down a medium-sized tapir. Remember those so, toys from the 80s that were, like, mixed up? To, uh, like, there was, like, uh, lion bee... Yeah. Bumble, Bumble Lion. Yeah, Bumble Lion. I'll never forget Bumble Lion. I was Because can't... of Bumble Clients. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that another time, but... Yes, that is the scariest monster of them all. Um, he'll, he would win this tournament. Um, it, for my third birthday, um, I had a costume party, but my mom didn't tell anyone, and I was Bumble Lion, and no one else wore a costume, and I didn't care. Yeah, I mean, when you're three, that's you can just roll with it. I was happy. Everybody would have been jealous. They, yeah, everyone was into it. I, I, It was not embarrassing at all. No one would have thought it was weird. But you know it is weird. What's weird? Our next division. Oh. The weird. We've got the Mapinguari versus the pig-faced women. And the Mapinguari has the vagina on its stomach? Uh, I believe it had a mouth on its stomach that you kept on inexplicably calling a vagina. Oh. Well, at least I'm consistent. It's still really weird. <laughs> um, so the Mapinguari is the, oh, it's the huge hairy humanoid cyclops with the mouth on its abdomen. And uh, it has it has backwards feet, which makes me really happy. Yeah, uh, that is really funny. It smells so bad it can knock a man out. It, it stinks to high, high heaven. Um, it was once a shaman who was punished and transformed to a hairy wandering beast. One eye, long claws, skin of a caiman. Mmm. Yeah, this guy's... Good. The pig-faced lady <laughs> is an aristocrat that was cursed by a witch to have the face of a pig. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put this one on the map of Gwari. I don't think that's... I think it's going to be pretty rough to watch. <laughs> uh, especially because pigs have such wonderful senses of smell. That will definitely uh, be instantly knocked out. And the Mapping Glory will probably uh, start swinging around like a baseball bat, whacking the pig-faced women's head first into the ground. 
What was that uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie when the when he took the guy in the sleeping bag and banged him against a tree again and again? That was Jason X, Jason in Space. Okay, that one. That that's what he's gonna do to the pig. Yeah, he started uh, beating uh, another camper in a sleeping bag with the woman in the sleeping bag, but it was all a hologram. <laughs> Thank you for adding that in case. You know, no, I wanted alert. to make sure nobody thought that I was delighting in normal, actual people getting beaten to death with each other by Jason in space. <laughs> that movie was kind of a giant flop. Was it? You know what else is giant? <laughs> what is giant, Chibble? Tell me. Our next division. The giant division. And we've got the Mom Lombo versus the Beast of Givadon. Okay, the Mom Lombo is actually a deity, isn't it? Yes, it was a river god with the hand of a horse, body of a fish. I'm trying to find my little quick notes here. The Beast of Gavinon is much easier to remember. It's a giant wolf that lives in the woods of France. Possibly a small family of them. Might, in fact, have been dire wolves. Didn't Napoleon's brother hunt it? Uh, Napoleon's uh, master of the hunt went after him. Napoleon sent a bunch of people after him. Or no, not Napoleon. uh, King Louis XV, I think. One of the King Louis sent. Napoleon's uh, brother came to America and hunted the Jersey Devil. Yes, that happened. Okay, so the Momlambo is known as the brain sucker. Um, you know, it's a water-dwelling d- uh, quasi-reptilian deity. It drags its victims into the murky depths, devours their faces, and cracks their skulls open and eats their brains. Okay. Long tail, <laughs> stubby legs, crocodile torso, serpent neck, and horse head. Oh, that, is, that horse head fucks me up every time. That's cool. Oh, and the hypnoti- beast of Gavadon is a big wolf. <laughs> it can also hypnotize people, but not wolves, probably. Probably not. They have different brains. Yeah. Still, this Mamlambo just sounds too fucking big. I gotta put this on the Mamlambo. That's almost bad. That 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 that's almost like I don't know. That match is not. Fair. That's a bad matchup, but it does allow us a good matchup for round two, where. The Mamlambo will be going up against Champ. Oh, that's... Okay, now, now I understand it. So now we've got... Okay, so... Just to give a rundown of our round two. As we hit the 40-minute mark. We're doing pretty good. We're moving at a good pace. Oh, we're, we're moving at a good clip. Yeah, so we've got... In round two... The Sharika Panda versus Star Jelly. <laughs> Boy, that sounds cute. That little guy's gonna get his snooter in the jelly. <laughs> We've got the Popo Bawa versus the Snallygaster. That Keep is your a- eyes in the skies. That's going to be a great fight. That is the meanest like combo I've ever heard. Yeah, that is a nasty division. They'll be coming up uh, uh, up next. We've got our big boys down in the depths of the ocean or water or river or lake. It's the Mamlambo and Champ. What a matchup. And here's a good one. Here's the wild card one, the fun one to watch. Jersey Devil versus the Mapinguari. Wow, that's great. I love that one. Yeah. We got some fun stuff coming up for round two. Just a quick word from our sponsors, which is us, Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. Thanks so much for listening this whole season. Uh, Check out our Patreon if you haven't checked it out. Uh, You can find us at UncleMonster6 at Patreon. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Uncle Monster 6. Remember, don't get spooked. 
<laughs> and we're back. <laughs> why don't we? So, why don't we do that thing where we have other people put commercials again? That was fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. We should see if anybody, if you want to put a spot on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, reach out to us. People always. We're looking do. for big things for season three. We'd love to do some swaps with you. Let's Simple. get it going. People ask us that. I'll tell them yes. Yeah, yeah, tell them we'll do some swapsies. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. So, let's kick things back off with the bad boy division. Quarterfinals? The uh, quarterfinals, we've got the Popo Bawa versus the Snallygaster. All right. This is a sick matchup. We've got the most notorious cryptid rapist versus the Snall... We haven't even touched on the Snallygaster's... Uh, the claims of racism against the Snallygaster, which are not true, we must no, mention. No, not true. For Sarah at the at the American Snallygaster Museum, we must must say that that was attributed to the Snallygaster. It's not part of the real lore. No, that it was in fact rumored to be racist in order to uh, scare black people, which was in and of itself a racist act. Right. It was so the, the best, people that were the racists. That's right. The Snallygaster hates all people. And he also hates his Popo Bawa, who, as we recall, is the ghost of a president returned as a bat-winged demon with a taste for sexual assault. I love to sexual assault everyone. That, it's so, Shibble, it's so dead on. I mean, having not met a lot of Tanzanians, I'm going to take your word for it. Do you think this alligator could take him down? I'm going yes. to say this. I say yeah, the yes. Popo Bawa... Might be having a tough time getting at that cloaca, which <laughs> serves as the one means for all entrances and exits in a Snallygaster. How do you know that? It's a it's a chimera. Yeah, but most of the parts that we were describing for the body would have had a cloaca. Oh, okay. Unless it had just a separate genital and anus from a third creature, which would be so fucked up. That? It's got the asshole and vagina of a horse. <laughs> Wait, that's that's I may I might want to go with that. Oh boy, well that might change my vote. Well, hold on, it's got if it's got octopus tentacle. Oh, because that would have a that wouldn't have a cloaca, would it? I think it would. I think octopuses probably have something like a cloaca. All right, uh, birds. Birds do. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh... Um, half lizard. reptile, yep, lizard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, cloaca. Yeah, so I think with that cloaca situation, it's going to be able to take down the Popo Bawa. Yeah, the Popo Bawa is not, does not have the size to deal with the Snallygaster's 25-foot wingspan. Uh, no. And I also don't think it flies as well or moves as quickly. And certainly... Um, it, no, the sheer power to yeah. move wings that size. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, it's like a mini. The Popo Bawa is just as mean. It's just like one-tenth the size. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like picking a fight with your dad when you were seven years old. Yeah, it, 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 or ten, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Still, yeah, you still. would lose. Yeah. When do you think you got old enough to beat up your dad, or, or can you? Um... I bet, once again, I bet it would come down to stamina at this point, and I think I would have him. I bet I could beat up my dad now. I bet I could have beat him up ten years ago. 
Maybe not 15. So 15 years ago, when we were 25, he could have beaten you up? Probably, because I was really scrawny when I was 25. And, like, I was not eating well. And he was, was young. Just, he was, you yeah. know. And I was still smoking then. Yeah, yeah. and he would have been, like, maybe his mid-50s. He wouldn't have been in a serious decline. Yeah, that makes sense. And he had man strength, and you probably still yeah, had he had strength. Yeah, he had that grown man strength. And you probably had boy like, strength at 25 still. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I had, like, at most... Like, I don't have the strength now, because I also, like, was living a very bad lifestyle. Like, now I work a job where I have to, like, lift and carry things. <laughs> like, obviously I'm going to be stronger now, because I'm lifting and carrying things right. 40 hours a week. I think my I dad could beat me up still. Uh, I'd have to see him, but he might have the stamina on you. He's very, (laughs) thanks. He's very fast. Like he's got good hands. You know, he used to protest and fight with cops and stuff and civil rights and stuff. So he, he's not afraid to mix it up. Yeah. He seems like he might've thrown hands a couple times. He I've seen him get into, uh, some things. Yeah, I mean, I bet you've at least seen him square up once or twice. I, I bet I, he knows how to square up. Once on a mini golf course, some guy came up behind us and had his kid just hit the ball as hard as he could at us because, like, they had to leave. And he was like, and the guy goes, I have my kid with me. My dad's like, I have my kids with me. And the guy, like, walked up to him. My dad got in his face, and my, my dad put his hands up, and the dude walked away. My dad squared up. Yeah. See, I've never squared up. I've never had that opportunity. Or not opportunity. I've never felt like that was the appropriate response to a situation that I found myself in. I think uh, you only square up when you're sure the other person's going to swing at you. Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, I'm only going to square up if I'm ready to start fighting someone, Which, and I'm pretty much never there. Yeah, yeah. Well, fighting is fight. I think fighting is very yeah. unattractive. I think it's a. It, it's just. A, I mean, unless I love the UFC and stuff, I just think that yeah. fighting outside of sport. Is, no, and obviously fighting professionally is very different. Yeah, no, I know. I have an incredible respect for that. But I think fighting outside of sport is one of the most unattractive things and traits someone can do. Yeah. Well, too bad we got some more fights. But here's some fights you're going to love because they're from our good guys. Oh, all right. We've got the Sharika Panda getting his snooter in the star jelly. <laughs> All right, so Sharika Panda does not like uh, when you use the bathroom loudly. Star Jelly does not use the bathroom, but it also disappears when you approach it. Yeah, I am going to say that the Sharika Panda, uh, we're known, we know that the Sharika Panda is a Jewish demon, but that demons are not necessarily evil, and they are uh, sentient, capable of conversation, and are occasionally even uh, considered to be scholars of uh, in Ju- the Torah. In Judaism. Yeah. Yeah, so well, you didn't mention that. You said demons in general. I was like, well... Oh, no, no, I, I thought I said in Judaism. I'm sorry. It, like, the nun's not going to talk to you about, like, the arts. But the Sharika Panda might engage you in a conversation. It might approach the Star Jelly, at which point the Star Jelly would begin to dissolve. Right. <laughs> end, uh, of, so, end of fight. Yeah, Sharika Panda maybe... Uh, is moving on to the next division. We'll see how he does. I'm a little nervous for the little man. Our, yeah. our God's favorite underdog, the Sharika Panda. Sharika Panda. So, uh, uh, and you might think that the Sharika Panda is pretty weird. Wait, wait. But can not you as do, weird can you do, as this fight, the one that... 
Can you do Sharika Panda talking to Star Jelly during the fight? Sharika Panda? <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, hey. Hello? Hi, hello. Sharika Panda. I'm Star Jelly. Uh, hello, Star Jelly. I'm Sharika Panda. Are may, you... I, may I come over and say hello? I have to use the bathroom. Wait. You know that I'm right here. You're going to do that right in front of me? <laughs> Don't you like to be in the room? <laughs> no. No, I do not like to be in the room, but you use the bathroom. No. Why is your shirt open and you're showing your chest hair and your gold chain? Because I'm proud of myself and my masculinity. Because you're Israeli. Yes, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> all right, well, now do your intro again. I stepped all over it. I apologize. It's all right. It got a little bit weird, but it definitely didn't get as weird as our next division. The Jersey Devil versus the Mapinguari. <laughs> Just, I think, going to be a great fight. That is a great matchup. Um, all right, Jer the Jersey Devil um, got the claws, got the hooves, the forked tail... The scream, fire breath. fire breath, poison breath, a lot of dragon characteristics, and got the kangaroo mm -hmm. body, that's right. And the Mapinguari could swallow him with the stomach vagina. Stomach mouth. Stomach mouth. Whoa, could could he bite him with that? He could definitely bite him with it. I've seen it have teeth in there. Oh, my God. We never even considered that as a weapon. And he's also got, um, he used to be a shaman. So he's got his weird shaman powers. And he's also got the strength of, like, a Bigfoot. Yeah, and he's got those backwards feet, which means he probably moves really weird. Oh, he's got probably great really... movement. Yeah. He probably so moves I, like I think Clay the Mapaguari might get this one. And he, and he smells bad that throws you, it throws you off. And he got the caiman skin to deflect the blows. Mm. Like, Mapaguari just has too many tools in that toolbox, baby. Like, you know like, what I'm talking about. I like your point that he was a shaman. He has magic. We didn't we didn't think of the magic or the mouth as weapons. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Jersey Devil might make those same mistakes. Yes. And he's going to go flying in and then, you know, going to try and, like, hit him in the gut. Oh, wait, there's a big mouth in that gut. Get his whole shit bit off. Right. And when he reaches in the vagina, it might grab his hand. Why would he be reaching the shaman's vagina? On his, his mouth, the stomach. <laughs> Whatever. This is so funny to me. What is in your brain? It, because I, the first picture I saw of it, it, I think it looked like a vagina in the picture, and that's how it stuck in my head. Seriously, that's what I saw. I'm just saying you should talk to your therapist about this. I this talked to my therapist about much worse stuff than that. <laughs> that's fair. That's nothing. No, in fact... This, what you're talking about, is probably would seem pretty giant compared to this, but right. not as giant as the Mom Lambo versus Champ. Wow. Yes. Where are they fighting? Let's say they're fighting in a neutral body of water. They are fighting in a... Connecticut. Yeah, they're fighting in Connecticut. Lake Mohegan. Okay, Lake Mohegan by the Mohegan Sun. All the crowd there, all the fun you could ever want. I think Lake Mohegan's in Fairfield. It very well might be. Yeah. I know it's not in Stanford. Yeah, it's not near uh, Mohegan Sun, though. Fair enough, but probably just a short drive away. Right. Um, so, they're finding a neutral body of water so Champ doesn't have his protective abilities. Uh, you're covering your microphone a oh. little bit. 
Champ doesn't have his protective abilities. That doesn't have that extra motivation, but neither does uh, Momlambo. No, he's not in his his home uh, river in Tanzania near. It's a uh, woman. It's a it's a female. She, she yes. Uh, so she is, and I'm gonna say that maybe part of her godlike powers come from being in that river. This might demote her from the status of god. Oh, which would even this out because then you're a little bit. All right, so Mom Lombo's 67 feet long. How big is uh Champ? Champ was uh I think somewhere in that range. I don't think quite as big. I want to say maybe like 40 to 50. All right, so that's not really a big deal. Especially when you're talking about serpents, that's really just going to be sort of length. Yeah. And while the Mamlambo had horses, a horse's face, whereas Champ had a serpent face. I'd rather and work it with had the serpent. antlers. I'd rather have serpent head with antlers than horse head. Oh, I think definitely. Just because I think it's uh, going to be. Uh, I'm sorry, I suddenly got distracted by how, where I see this tournament going. Because I think this one has to go to Champ. The whole tournament? Well, no, I think this round has to go to Champ, at least. Well, the Momlambo does have the crocodile skin, right? It's true. But I think with the size of Champ's head, you're going to be able to pierce that kind of skin with with your mouth. you got to have the jaw strength for that. Here's what decides it. With a head it. the size of a barrel. Here's what decides it. Can Momlambo use the hypnotizing power on Champ or only on people? I think only on people. I, I agree with you. I think Champ might take this one. Yeah, I think the antlers are just going to give the barest of edge and the fact that a serpent's or a, 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 a yeah, lizard like Matt, a serpent head is going to be more, have better offensive capabilities. It's going to have fangs, whereas a horse's head is just going to have those flat herbivore teeth. And I think you're right that Momlambo is not a deity outside of that river, just like Champ isn't protective outside of that river, so you're just going on physical attributes. Yeah, yeah, you got to fight them just in, in a neutral territory to keep it fair. Yes. So, we're on to the semifinals. Four, we only have four cryptids left? Four cryptids remain. Oh, my God. And we've got the Sharika Panda from the Good Division. How is the Sharika Panda still in this? I don't know. And he's going to have a rough time going up against the Mapinguari. Oh, no. In the Weird Division. And another tough fight coming up. Snallygaster versus Champ. Oh, I don't want to see that. Well, I think it's going to be a tough one. That's I for know, sure. But th- Champ, our guardian of the north. I don't want to see Champ up against get hurt. This giant... Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, he had a rough time with Mom Lombo. He's come through to the other side. Who are we doing first? Let's start with Sharika Panda versus Mapinguari. All right, so the Mapinguari. How did... Here's the thing. You tell me how Sharika Panda can win. Because... Of the Mapinguari's stink. <gasps> it's so the offended. The Sharika Panda is going to smell that stink a mile away and curse his ass. He's going to be so... The level of offense the Sharika Panda will take at that stink will raise its power level over 8,000. 
yes, it will be the worst curse. Like, his skin is just going to melt off his bones instantly. The Mapagori is going to get wrecked. It's going to be like the finger of God comes down and smushes him into the ground. Is over 8,000 a meme? I tried to say a meme. I think it was very close. I think it might be over 9,000. And I think that meme might be from like 15 years ago. Right. I was trying to say an old meme. Okay, perfect. Then you nailed that. Okay. <laughs> so I think with that, I think the Sharika Panda takes it. I think that is the best reasoning, and I can't believe it, but the Sharika Panda has advanced to the finals. How do you react to that, Sharika Panda? How do you how do you react to advancing to the finals? I'm just so, still so offended by that horrible stench. <laughs> I just, I can't talk right now. I can't talk right now. What do you think about? I can't it? talk right now. What do you think about American progressives calling for Israel to stop being a um, uh, a state apartheid state? I think that it's a very complicated issue, and I'm not. I can't talk right now. Okay, I understood. <laughs> Let's move over to our other semifinal matchup, the one that you've all been waiting for. This one is the Snallygaster versus Champ. Snallygaster versus Champ. My God. Give me, let, we got to go back to the tail of the tape on this one. Yeah, um, you give me twenty-five foot wingspan. I think is the most salient thing we need to remember about the Snallygaster. Well, the Snallygaster is the Chimera with the metal beak and the razor teeth, octopus tentacles. They swoop from the sky to carry off their victims. They're blood sucking. They have a twenty-five foot wingspan. Single blazing red eye in the middle of the forehead and psychic powers like a poltergeist. And then okay. we have who is the other one? The Mom Lombo? No, Champ. Champ. Yeah, yeah, my fault. Uh, Champ, who is just a tremendous, lovely, benevolent plesiosaur. Yes, with antlers. With antlers and very, uh, I mean a ton of power because he's huge. Yeah. I mean he's he got is... the size advantage. Yes, he is roughly twice the size, by my calculations, of the Snallygaster. As your average bird has a body length to wingspan ratio of 7 to 9, we can safely assume that the length of the Snallygaster's body to be somewhere 20? around 22 feet. Uh, my guess was 20, I was off. Actually, no, 20 is probably right. I'm bad at math. Oh, my, it was just um, a guess. I, I don't know. No, no. Yeah, because... Yeah. Uh, now, so that means Champ is about twice the size. Almost three times. Yeah. Champ, let's say, to be fair, once again, we're at where the water meets the land, but also the sky... A place I like to call the beach. <laughs> uh, but can we be in Charleston? Means, uh, yeah, someplace like yeah, Charleston, Charleston, Carolina, South Carolina. We'll call it. Yeah, South Carolina. <laughs> and uh, they're on the uh, shore there. Uh, I think Champ is going to have to wait for the Snallygaster to come to him, right? He's yes. not going to be able to bring the fight to him. Right. So, in a sense, that plays 
to champ's advantage. How so? In that he can be sort of on his guard. He can choose the position that he's going to be in when the Snallygaster engages. And I picture him being smarter than the Snallygaster and the Snallygaster being more naked aggression as well, so that works. Yes, I think so. I think he can bait him. Yeah. And so, and what, since we know the Snallygaster attacks normally in swooping diving attacks and Champ is going to be in the water, we can assume Snallygaster is going to end up in the water in that dive. I don't know. You don't usually see a bird end up in the water when they go for a fish. They end up at least feet in the water. Yeah. And so I think once any part of him is in that water, that's going to be Champ's chance to strike. Because as a sea serpent, serpents can snatch up a bird. Are you going to end this by saying drowning him? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yanking him underwater, getting him in like a death roll situation. That's exactly what I was thinking. He's going to wait and he's going to drown him. Yeah. I think I think Champ advances to the finals. I can picture him holding him under while the Snallygaster bites and scratches and Champ's just in pain and bleeding and the blood's coming through the water, but he just yeah. holds him down and like grins and bears it. Yeah, Champ's going to know he was in a fight. Yeah, he's going to be bleeding and cut up. Aww. Yeah, he's, he's going to need to recover. Yeah. He's going to need some recovery time. But he, I think he could take him. I think his strength and size. I think is... the way you explained it, I think that's how it goes. I mean, that's what I was thinking yeah. at the same time. I, I was thinking he's going to get drowned because he's too aggressive. Yeah. He's yeah, gonna, he's gonna gonna come in like he's Khabib Nurmagomedov and get drowned on the ground. You know, he's just yeah. gonna go in and, and be taken down. He's gonna he's gonna go look for a stand up war, right? So that brings us, <laughs> yeah, just like Khabib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> Nurmagomedov. Yeah, Khabib Nurmagomedov. There you go. So that brings us to the final. I was dreaming of Sharika Panda versus Champ. Oh my God! How did it come to this? What? And to think, you know, they got to look at each other, and I think they respect each other. I think they do. You know what I mean? I think they definitely touch gloves. Yeah, they knew it had to be them in the finals. Oh, I don't think they're, I think they're surprised, (laughs) especially Sharika Panda. Yeah, maybe it's both sort of a, look at us now, eh, bud? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) May the best man win. Or the best monster. And I think Champ swallows the Sharika Panda hole. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. Ow. Got can, him. Can you think of a... I think that... All right, so that's scenario one. What's Scenario the... two will have to be involved Champ shitting in the ocean <laughs> during the course of the fight, I guess. Oh, but if you pretty shit much... in the ocean, does anyone hear? That's the saying, isn't it? No, eh, that that's almost it, I think. <laughs> Uh, and nobody, you know, it doesn't smell because it's in the ocean. It doesn't make a sound because it's underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he might be not be considered alone, though. He would be. He's in his own space. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's So he wouldn't break any of the, of the Sharika Panda's rules. No, I think, and I don't think that since we established that they've sort of encountered each other before this you know with the respect that they've shown each other 
uh, that they, you know, Champ is aware of Sharika Panda's hangups and would be respectful of that. So you're saying to win, Champ is intelligent enough to respect the Sharika Panda and give him what he needs to be happy, and that's how he'll win? Yeah, and then he'll swallow him whole. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so he's going to swallow him whole. Yeah, that's also that's that's how he wins the fight. But part of his strategy was making sure that he didn't get cursed by respecting the Sharika Panda's bathroom hangups. Is he that smart? I mean, I don't I think he was already going to be respect I think he's smart enough to respect the Sharika Panda. Okay. I think he's smart enough to swallow him whole when they start fighting. <laughs> And he can't prevent that, and he hasn't cursed him. So, yeah, I think it's an easy win. I think it's just yeah. a bad matchup. Yeah, yeah. Sharika Panda, sooner or later, he was going to run to someone that wouldn't violate his bathroom curse. And could swallow and, him whole. Yeah, and then could take him down in an actual physical fight. Oh, my God, we have a winner. The winner is Champ, ladies and gentlemen. Champ, congratulations. From Lake Champlain, it's Champ. What an amazing monster. What an amazing matchup. What an amazing season of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We have enjoyed having you with us on this wild ride, this this journey of, this, this, of highs and lows, ups and downs. We lost Bob Saget. But we've won a new champ, and his name is Champ. Thank you so much, uh, my name is Chris Anderson. You can find me on Twitter at Chris the Friend. I'm Ethan Sareski. I don't do the Twitter, but you can, of course, always find Uncle Monster Spooky Time Fright Hour anywhere online at Uncle Monster 6. And uh, if you have any hot monsters that you want us to cover or you just want to shoot us a line, feel free to email us at UncleMonsterPodcast at gmail.com. But most importantly, I think, uh, Shibble, is uh, for them all to remember, don't, don't get, get spooked. spooked. Isn't that trophy? I'm counting on you to go balls out for it. I only have one speed. Balls out, out. So